You're listening to the world famous Y Roof Radio, webcast number 629, recorded August 31st, 2017. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous Roy Roof Radio. We're out of order, and you're you, out of order. No, you're out of order, sir. Actually, <laughs> this Brian, whole you're all out of order. Courtroom's out of order. We had everybody really revved up. You guys didn't get a chance to see our Slack this week, but anyway, we're out of order. You guys are preempting the bike show this week uh, because Slack was blown up because of the new mini electric uh, mini concept, and um, we all have a little bit that we want to talk about. We're going to have just a short show this week. Everybody's out of town this week. Uh, Todd's moving to Vegas or something. I don't know. Uh, Brian is uh, he's got to break. In, I don't know what I'm doing. He's got to break in a new bicycle next. <laughs> Next week nightmare I'll, I'll be traveling so we're giving you guys a show this week no black roof this week either so i apologize for that um but we'll make it up to you trust me on that we are going to talk about the new electric mini concept and um and a little bit about marketing is what we're gonna uh-uh. do. just a little <laughs> just a little for reals just a little or we're not going to talk about it. we're going to question it i think we're going to do all That's that almost- <clears throat> what brian that's our second favorite topic on here. Besides mini sales, it's the mini marketing yes. snafu that's going on in New Jersey. You know, if nothing, we're consistent. Exactly. This is all I'm saying. Anyway, really quick, uh, click over to outmotoring.com. Go and look at the cool stuff for you. I want you to make sure when you're there, you're going to sign up for the email newsletter so that you get the email from outmotoring.com. When you do, it comes with your own 5% discount code. So that way you're not actually paying, you know, full price for anything. Super nice. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you over at outmotoring, it's got huge parts of mini, a huge shipment of mini parts. So, uh, oh, wow, we've got save 10 bucks on orders over $100. So see, this is why you guys want to get the email newsletter. Because if you were getting it, You'd have the code to save $10 on all orders over $100 until the end of September. You still got time. Uh, you'll find out that you're going to get free ground shipping on most orders over $195. You're going to find that you can buy tools, all the tools that you need to work on your mini. Aaron's got them over at outmotoring.com. Plus, you know, third brake light stuff, um, accessories like, a, you know, soft touch key case, which is really nice. Um, carbon-like hood scoops car care products and then all the personal stuff that you need for your starter person the shirts the hats the shoes the watches the belts and the complete line well it's complete but the ever-growing line of aston martin parts all available for you over at outmotoring.com many performance speed and carbon fiber door trim well it's expensive but man that's pretty badass that's uh outmotoring.com okay so this week i'm just gonna we're just gonna jump right into it here this week we knew the electric mini concept was coming because we knew it was going to be displayed at Frankfurt. We talked about that last week. You guys remember that, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, so this week, the actual concept, the, the press pack, if you will. Shows up in the emails, well, like out yeah. of the blue. Out of the blue was, was shows up. And so Gabe, of course, posts it. And we're looking at this the picture of this car. And I'm going to be honest. As far as concepts go, this is quite possibly one of Mini's worst attempts, in my opinion, at making a concept. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, God. And not only that, but I'm the only one that thinks so. No, no. No, you're not. Well, uh, you absolutely are not. It's okay. I didn't, there's so I didn't think much positive, the... like, people's going, wow, it's actually kind of cool. I like it. 
now here's here's the funny thing about this is is um so this you know i i get this and and i'm looking at it and then gabe posted on morning file yeah. and then the next day i get a text message from an old friend mm. former mini owner and um <clears throat> I'm, I'm that's that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> and he goes he goes hey uh did you see this mini e-concept he goes didn't that come out in like 2010 <laughs> <laughs> and i go um yeah the original mini e came out in 2009 yep i said but my attitude and i said this in our slack channel earlier in the week i go this electric concept looks like walt disney's 1960s vision of what future cars will look like in the year 2000 that's the, right? i'm with you 100 percent on that it's and, like an animatronic car. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And and so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to like I need to reread everything about this car in a little more depth to see what what is it about it because Gabe talked and he says this was kind of a a quick process for the design team. Mm-hmm. They went through this fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And I go back and I'm like, really, you know, you can kind of tell. Excuse me, you can kind of tell. But something stick out to me like the shape of the mirrors they changed those completely and i'm like why that's something that's iconic on a mini sure yeah. they turned into a bmw mirror now a right. bmw mirror from the 90s right um i like the wheels the wheels oh. look like an electric plug okay mm-hmm. okay it's really cool but that is the one thing <laughs> the designers said we'll never make it to production because they're impractical one and they're un- they're imbalanced. Well, uh, yeah, the, I can just imagine yeah. the car would roll down the road going to boom, 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 yeah, right. And you'd have to add weight somewhere there because they're not symmetrical. I yeah, mean, and they're, and they're they're activating my my twitch because they're not symmetrical. Right, right. But to me, it's kind of cool because I you know they were given some design freedom in that, and they look sure. like a giant kind of electric plug, if you okay, will. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll buy that. Okay, so you get that. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. But, all of the things that, that I'm critical of for this, other than it looking like a 1950s version of an electric car, is it, like I said, we've had electric cars on the road for more than five years now. Yes. Tesla's been mass producing cars for more than five years. We see them everywhere. They look like cars. This looks like a spaceship. Uh, okay? Yeah, this, this reminds me kind of, well, you know what? It's, it's not just this, but also like the i8 and the i3, right? Yeah. I, in fact, I saw an yeah. i8 today on my drive to work. And the <clears> i8 <throat> just looks like, like it's supposed to be like a race car. Like it should be out at like a, a 24 hour of Le Mans race or something or, or well, out, out yeah, on like a I, road it course. Like a supercar. It, it's it, yeah, well, it kind of, it's supposed to look like a supercar, but at the same time, it looks kind of ridiculous. If that makes any mm. sense. And then the I3 looks like a, looks like a yeah. smooth over ass. I3 looks ridiculous. Yeah. I3 looks ridiculous. Looks like it fact, does look ridiculous. Looks, I was yeah. laughing at this because <clears throat> the concept of it, if you're a fan of the the TV show Big Bang Theory, yes, mm-hmm. there, there's an episode where they have like a future moment that's supposed to be 20 years from now, uh-huh. and they show the 20 years from now a street scene, mm. and there's an i3 parked on the street. <laughs> it looks so futuristic. <laughs> it's a BMW i3, and there's other cars that look more futuristic than that, but there's a BMW i3 parked right there. Sure, sure. And I'm like that. That speaks volumes when Hollywood looks at this and at an i3 and goes, yeah, that looks like somebody's concept of what future cars will look like. It's ridiculous. And, and that's what, well, and that's what they did here. So if you look at this a little bit more and if like, let's focus our attention uh, for briefly on the chin. It's got a chin that's more pronounced than Jay Leno's. And I didn't think that was even possible. And then let's roll back through the body lines and let's look at the what the, the fender treatments 
Yeah. I'm kind of digging those because there's no, no basically they, they did away with the they, arches and then just blended into the They body put the fins on this car. Those are fins. It's got a lot of the countryman style uh, front end fins. On this it. is the car of the future today, is what this is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's hard to tell because what we're looking at is drawings. We're just looking exactly. at parts of this. None of these, none of these cars are. And I blew somebody's mind when I said that the other day. I go, no, no, no. You're not. That's not a physical thing yet. Yeah. You're looking at pictures that are dropped in. These are all just drawings. Yeah. Okay. They're really high renderings of it. Right. But 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 that's all it is. And uh, I'm okay with some of the side things. But then the the idea of shaving the door handles off. Uh, Tesla's already done that. Okay, yeah, the yeah. Tesla Model S door handles come out of the car, yeah. and then they go down flush into it. Right. And I know it's all about aerodynamics and making this thing, you know, as efficient as possible because it runs on electricity, of course. Of course. But it just seems like they're stealing all of these ideas from the fifties. <laughs> yeah. It's already out there. Yeah. It doesn't seem innovate. I think the word innovation is not what I would say. No. I would look at this and go, it's kind of cool, but it looks like it would have been cool 30 years ago. I think Akari actually makes that body kit already for the R56. <laughs> There's a little more ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you think since Frankfurt is coming up next mo- next month, right? September? Yep. What do you think is the possibility of this actually being a real thing and rolling out? I think it's supposed to be. I think they're going to have an actual physical concept. Yeah there that will look you know pretty similar to this mm-hmm. when it's all done because i remember seeing the paceman concept and then seeing the real paceman concept in the flesh mm-hmm. and yeah. truthfully and that's the problem with that is that a lot of people say both the paceman the clubman um those two cars specifically mm-hmm. were very close to production finished yes um when we saw the concept this is not yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah, this I, is, I really this is going it. back to concept car as a concept. You know, it's like, oh, here, let's play around and see what we can come up with. Okay, fellas, build something that we can take out to Frankfurt, but it doesn't actually need to roll or move, you know? But, uh, right. you know, and as far as the design of this thing goes, let me say one of the more positives about it, I think, is the back end of this car. I really like what they did with the back end. And the, the boot lid is completely flush now. And it's minimal. The only thing there is a logo in the center, and it looked like it was a printed logo or something else. Yeah. I really like that. And the bumper, the rear bumper, completely flush, no crust, yeah. no nothing, yeah. smooth, mm-hmm. sexy. But then again, I look at that and I go, why don't you look at the Model 3 or the, the Tesla uh, uh, Model S? Yes. And go. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. They made this yeah. just. Yeah, except there's Tesla. There's no reason to have stuff there. Except Tesla didn't make any accommodation for a non-existent exhaust like this car did, and that just. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why is there a you know compensation for exhaust tips coming out the center, but there's no exhaust yeah. on this car? Yeah, yeah. They just repurposed the super leger taillights too. You know. So yeah, they, just they did. Well, hey, I'm all for that, and there's a lot of people who are saying that um, that uh, uh, those taillights, yeah, because they were in one of the spy shots of a clubman on the ring not long ago. Uh had the union jack taillights and i go that's going to be a production item that is something that they've been teasing us with i like them i like the union jack taillights and i think think it would look i think it would be cool yeah they don't don't bother me even a little bit of all the things on this car Mm -hmm. that bother me that is the least of them really yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know Um, um, so it'll be interesting to see what the actual car looks like what they actually roll out to frankfurt with clearly it's going to be something that's not going to be functional if i had to guess just i mean again let's look at those wheels there's no way you can balance those wheels 
Well, here's right? the thing, though. When you think about this, because they're already talking about this being a 2019 model. Right. A production model, okay? Right. Now, when you read the comments from the designers, they're like, no, 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 this is just a concept, of course. There's still a lot of development that's going to happen before we actually figure out what's going on here. And right. a lot of it's engineering behind it, because when they did the Mini-E back in 2009, mm-hmm. they basically converted an R56, which was a giant, colossal pain in the ass. Right, and they, they, just, filled the floor, they just filled the floor with batteries. Well, there's right. there's a drivetrain, there's a tunnel for a drivetrain that yeah. doesn't need to be there. If you right. get in an I3, the floor is completely flat. There's no need for a drivetrain down the center of the car. Right. Because yeah. that's not how it works. That's not how well, it that's works. where all the batteries are anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they designed the i3 from the ground up instead of modifying something. And this car, as a concept, looks like they just modified the F56, right? Mm-hmm. It looks yep. kind of like they did the Mini-E that they just, you know redesign something that's there and they're going to make some modifications yada 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 hey you got an electric car right Mm -hmm. but i I don't know i i'm a little realistic realistically if they're going to make it a 19 we we will have to see a physical car by this time next year exactly exactly so they've got to be farther along than they say they are yeah Yeah. um they got to be way beyond concept stage like drawings should have been like a year ago i think this we should actually be seeing some sort of rendering that's why i'm thinking that for sure we're going to see something in frankfurt like a, i don't know whether it's going to be working or not but it'll right. be rolling out in some fashion right. it's interesting i have a i didn't go pull it off the shelf yet but i have a, a mini design book that was gifted me by gert hildebrand a few years ago and it's something that i i am not sure ever went on sale um they had a bunch of them laying around mini but uh i got one from gert and he signed it when he was the chief of design and uh I kind of wanted to look thumb back through that and see if there was anything even close to this. Oh, yeah, you totally should. You totally Just should to go, that. wait a minute. Yeah, that would be kind of awesome. But yeah. this, this has a lot of F56. Um, oh, this is all F56 with just a crazy body kit, really. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And silly the, wheels and weird headlights. You even notice, I don't know if you see it here. And now, granted, I'm sure it's a place with a plug-in. But it's the same place the gas cap is on yeah. an F56. Yeah, that would be close. close. Yeah. yeah. Pretty close. And, you're like, well, I guess if they want to engineer it like that to yeah. to be that, sure, okay. But well, DB's right. Why does the why does the rear bumper have to look like that? Like, no, yeah, bump for the central exhaust that there is none of. Yeah, that's so. that's just mm-hmm. weird. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not anti electric car, and I don't want anybody thinking that I'm anti electric car. No, no, I'm no. not. Oh. I'm actually very excited for an all electric mini. Uh, I think it's pretty. I think it'll be pretty badass. I'm just my. My problem with electric cars, and my this is my problem with the to with the Volt to an extent, with the Nissan Leaf, with this concept, uh, the i3, the i8, is they just look dumb, you know. But on the, on the other hand, DB, I mean, I don't like want something that's Model gonna, S. The Model looks S like a decent car. is brilliant. The Model Three, I think, the Model Three looks like a very simple, streamlined sedan. Right, I don't right. want something that's going to look like a freaking Camry, right? Because nobody wants anything that's that boring. But why can't they? Why does anybody go? Oh, it's electric. Let's go crazy. Let's put fins on it. Let's uh, put 19-inch wheels on it. Let's uh, do who knows what kind of craziness to it. Why can't just make it like? Why not just take the F56 and build one that's electric? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's a number of engineering reasons, I'm sure, behind that. DB. Sure, but you know, and, but essentially, start that. Start off with the shell of the F56 and make it look. Yeah. Like an electric, like a mini that just that just happens to have an electric powertrain. Give it something, you know, make it have that that, that crazy yellow roof, or uh, I don't know, figure out something that's you know really subtle 
and just like oh that one's electric and most people aren't going to be able to tell because they're not they don't know to look for that logo on the gas cap well here's something you don't really know until it's pointed out to you and it was pointed out by the designer um in the discussion was they raised the belt lane on this Mm -hmm. it's even higher still yet than the f56 Mm -hmm. really yeah. It keeps getting belt lines on cars keep getting higher and higher and higher. It's eventually it's going to be like driving a submarine where you're <laughs> looking at a tiny little porthole. Yeah, you're going to get your windows are going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like an old man that pulls his pants up too far. Eventually <laughs> get to that point. Right. Bessie, like, I can't get my pants uh, on. I would like, imagine. Dude. I would imagine that's a lot of that has to do with safety because you keep the, the center of gravity lower. You're going to keep the, the occupants lower to the center of gravity. You'll be able to protect them better with more car safety stuff. If I had well, to guess, I'm it's got to be a safety thing. I, there, there's a little bit of that, but I'm also all for making the car comfortable mm-hmm. and that kind of harkens back to like finally they're getting back to the, the concept that alec isagonis had right when he made the first mini is like i want to make a car that fits four people and their luggage right but you know it's in a very small space he's going to make it in a very short space a very narrow space and this and so i think the designers in their mindset they start looking at it and going we need to make this more comfortable so here's one thing we can do to give it a little more interior space we raise the belt line up a little bit and it's not so angled in and there's a little more room inside the car's a little more comfortable and yeah. you know well here's it. some here's some food for thought to you so i you know how tall the i3 is right you know just in looking at it yes right and how that bottom piece is all battery right and i don't even know what the depth is of it but i right but the it's pretty deep the whole floorboard yeah. so if you if you were to transpose that concept into this and you know how low we sit in our cars todd i mean you the the f56 you definitely sit way you know like if you look over to the side of your window your shoulder is pretty low you know you're definitely sitting lower than say if you were in a four-door right 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 so think about what kind of space or occupants that that battery pack is going to have to take now granted in a year we don't know what battery technology is going to be whether it's going to be more compact or not but still i mean this concept is it definitely falls into that raising of the belt line because you're actually going to raise up a little bit in the car too because there's gotta Fuck, be man, there's gonna be more stuff in there right so right it just, that makes sense. so it just in general it looks like yeah you can wrap this around an f56 body line but at the same time are you gonna be able to make it a real world f56 body line probably not it's gonna end up being like some sort of morphification of it so well and and two the engine compartment <clears throat> f56 is is pretty large because they've gone to a two liter four cylinder it's a little bit beefier in there and there's got to be right. plenty of space for something the whole electric motor and everything's not going to take up the entire engine bay like it does with a two liter four. No, I mean, cause it takes like the, the, the space that the P have electric motor takes up is super small. And even well, the, the motor the, that's in the I three is super small too. So, right. Right. And the thing about the, the plug-in hybrid countryman is that it's also got the three cylinder mini. Yeah, but, there. And that's sitting up front though. But I mean, you know, the, the electric motor doesn't take up hardly any space at all. So, right. So that's a good point is that, yeah. you know, there's going to be a little space for batteries up there somewhere, but anyway, yeah, and, and then I was going through this and somewhere on here, they're, they're trying to harken back to the R50, make things a little bit simpler. And, and Gabe said that too, in our Slack channel this week. And I posted a picture of an R50 and this yeah. doesn't look anything like that. I beg to differ. I'm not to defend and I'm, Gabriel. And I'm, and I'm, not, a, I'm not a designer. Do, the back end does harken to an R50. It's very clean sure. and smooth. Sure. 
but I mean, uh, that's it. That's it. Just the yeah. I'll, I'll give it that, but that's it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's about as far as it goes because I think the front end is pretty awful. I still hate the giant open mouth. I think the grill is way too large. Yes, and an Especially electric car. An electric car. It's unnecessary. You right. don't need airflow in there. There's no radiator there anymore. Right. It's, right. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, if it's for airflow and aerodynamics, I get it. But good Lord, that is one of the worst, most panned parts of the F-56 since 2014 when it came out is yeah. that giant mouth yeah. on the front. And it harkens to a lot of cars. It was a trend. And I blame many for following the trend of Mazda, Toyota, uh, Ford did it. It's hideous. And they're, uh-huh. they're starting to all go away from it. Thank God yeah. that they're all starting to drift away from this giant that, grill. That, that, Lexus has a giant oh, grill. There. Lexus is the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Lexus has got to be the hands down the worst grill in automotive. Yeah, it just history. gets bigger, though. I mean, every year that stupid grill gets bigger. <laughs> I know. Right, right. It's so bad. It's almost a joke now. I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to punch him in the grill, man. There you go. <laughs> it's a joke anyway, now, but I think I, I want to say the, I think we're all excited for the electric mini in whatever shape it takes. I, I just honestly hope that it doesn't look like this. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, is it's hard to get excited about it because what what appeals to me about electric cars and what appeals to me about Tesla specifically as an electric car mm-hmm. is the technology that's in there. And, mm-hmm. and by the technology, I include, number one, the range. Sure. Is that you, you can get a car that goes 200 plus miles on a charge. The base model will go which, 200 miles on a charge. Yeah, which yeah. is conceivably plenty mm-hmm. for your for your average person the tesla technology the model s for example in the different models can go zero to 60 in like three seconds right yeah okay so you got performance it's fast and that's got to be fun sure. i've driven in a tesla before and i've driven in ludicrous mode that went zero to 60 in like two and a half seconds right. and you get tunnel vision and your your guts turn into <laughs> jello uh-huh. it's frightening it's it's terrifying almost but fun and exhilarating so those pieces of technology fascinate me about the tesla the the in dash um system that tesla has the giant ipad and the, the giant ipad yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome uh the the doors that the handles that come out of the door automatically when you unlock it to get in and they suck back into the body that is awesome and the, the other thing that impresses me about tesla is the comfort of that car it is a luxury car there's the, the model s anyway sure there's no question about it and that appeals to me so i th- i think on the levels of uh, appealing to most people about electric cars is they want technology and comfort and right now the volt it's doing okay the leaf not so much i I think car companies have to innovate and they have to innovate you know beyond what tesla is doing instead of just following they got to come up with something interesting some reason for me to go oh this is mm -hmm. worth my money yeah and and they're really gonna have to work on the range right now the i3 the longest range you can go on an i3 and that's if you have the range extender is only 180 miles and and that's just way better than it used to be db way better than it used used to be because the base the base one is still only what are the words that i've got over here Uh, 81 miles was the original on the 60 (laughs) amp hour motor you go and if you live in a cold climate db you're barely gonna get 35 out of it yeah exactly yeah 
in the winter time, you're going to get 35 mile range, which is scary. Yeah. Then you're running into range anxiety, which is why a lot of people will stay away from something like right. that. I mean, that's still so, better than the leaf. The leaf only gets about 100 miles on a on a charge. You know. Right. And I mean, and it's they, it, it's like the worst looking car, one of the oh, worst looking God, cars on the road. Awful. It really is. I the think Nissan. it really is too. Yeah. The it, Nissan is just. But you're off. definitely not buying that car for the looks. I mean, the, no, you're, you're buying that car because you want an electric car. To drive back into exactly. the so, same reason my people buy Priuses. They don't buy them for the looks. Those things are hideous. And yeah. that's that's exactly what I said. It's like and and I think that the number one thing for people buying an electric car, they they aren't really caring about much about style. Otherwise, people buying Priuses and i threes, right? You know, wouldn't buy them. They like them because they're yeah. quirky and cool. But they're doing it because of the technology that's there, and they're that it's an electric car. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think design. And while most of our criticisms have been about design of this car, we haven't seen any specifications whatsoever from any. Nope. Um, and the, we won't. If yeah. they're if they're true to form, they're going to wait until the very last second. Look at how long it took them for, to release anything about the PF. It took right. forever to drop right. that off. Right. Right. And oh. really, the only thing we have to go on is the information we had from the first Mini E, which came out in 2009. Right. It was like eight, almost nine years ago now. Right. Right. And really, you kind of throw that out the window because all of that technology is so far yeah. I mean, antique and, at this point. Right, and and that cars, all those cars got shredded because they were only, right. they only leased them, and those were just done as a test. Uh, actually, they didn't get, all get shredded. Some got sold to uh, somewhere in Mexico, I think. Um, but they were all shredded, and those cars were all super heavy because they literally were filled with laptop batteries. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, so exactly. scary. And man. I drove. I I think I'm the only. You're the person only one. On the one. Gabe might have yeah. driven one. Maybe, but I get to drive it around uh, the corporate offices. Yeah. And talk uh, about range anxiety. That car, because it was just a test, and I think the range on that car was only like 50 or 60 miles. No, I believe it was, uh, I believe it was 100, just over 100 miles. Oh, it was. Did they have some in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah there was 200 of them. There were 200. They were, oh, okay. they were, they were only in the New York, New Jersey area, and California. Yeah, L.A. So oh, you have okay. to live in one of those two areas to get the one of the leases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was a two-year lease experiment. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, if you go back to the archives, we've got an interview one with uh, Rich Steinberg, who yep. headed up the program at the yeah. time. Now you're going to make and it work. We also did a video interview. It's probably somewhere on the YouTubes um, of the guy who had the highest mileage. He'd put the most miles on a Mini E. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's somewhere and that's in the archives. Our, I interviewed that's, him. Yeah, that's either on YouTube or in the archives. I'll see if I can dig those out for you guys, and I'll link them up in the show notes. But anyway, I mean, it, the information we've got there it's it's eight going on nine years. Yeah, old. Right. So you kind of look at it and go, well, we can't even really use that as a basis. Right. I mean, I know they, they use that technology. They learned a lot from it, right. but they've learned a lot in the meantime. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that this is a car that comes out that has a minimum of 150 mile range. Minimum. I'm hoping it actually is closer to a 200 mile range, uh, being realistic. Um, otherwise, it's going to just slot into the city car slot and they probably won't sell, it won't, probably won't sell very well in the United States. It has to be competitive with Tesla at this point. Otherwise, yeah. it completely is. It's not worth the money. It really you know? well, I, mean, I would agree. They yeah. can't bring it to market without it. They got to at least crack 200 miles. Right. Period. I, I would think. have to agree. I think so, too. And to be able to do that at an affordable price is uh, is a hard nut to crack. And right. here's oh, the yeah. thing is I, I've heard this internally, too, is that from uh, the executives at, at BMW and Mini in Germany, yeah. they think Tesla's a joke. They don't consider well, it. Sure, they um, do. That's what everybody says because their jealousy is an ugly green monster. 
yeah, a real threat. And and I'm like, no, I think they got to take it a little bit seriously now. Otherwise, they wouldn't be coming out with a Mini E and, and plans for so many hybrid electric and electric BMWs. But at the same time, not taking Tesla seriously is a huge, giant, colossal mistake. Totally, totally true. Absolutely you know? true. Yes, absolutely it, true. It's a giant mistake. And here's the here's the thing that that I also said that Elon Musk is doing with Tesla that many is he's succeeded where many has not succeeded over the years is he's turned that company into a lifestyle brand if you will yes they've got everything from cars to they're working on the hyperloop they've got uh roof ceiling uh never seen that roof uh, um roofing tiles that that are solar panels oh right that will about. your house that's supposed to be out within the next year right uh, they have charging stations and batteries for your house um a lot of these things you look at it and you go Somehow Tesla as a brand has turned itself into a lifestyle brand, if you will. Okay. It's a very green lifestyle, a very alternative sure. lifestyle brand. And not that Mini's trained to be alternative lifestyle, but Mini is always, as a company, tried to have a certain, you know, they're about a certain type of lifestyle. Right. We've been talking about it for 12 years on right. the show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. IPhones, do- iPhones and Chucks. Exactly. Right? People who drive Minis have a lot of the similar tastes. Yes. We use a lot of the same products. Yes. Many of us have Apple watches. We use Apple products, iPhones, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Not everybody. Yeah. But, you know, we enjoy the same kind of movies. We have the same taste in things. Yes. And not everybody, but in general. And so you look at it as a lifestyle and you go, man, Minnie's got to be jealous as shit over Tesla. Right. Because they are going to be a huge lifestyle company. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think when the Model 3 starts, you know, actually being sold and and you know delivered in mass yep it's almost shut out the lights on everybody else yeah i mean the model yeah. 3 is supposed to get have a range of 220 miles on the base model which is going to cost 35 which is supposed to cost 35 grand before which any in reality i think that that's a that's a bit of a bait and switch because a, so a lot of things i've been reading also is it starts there but that's like saying you can go buy a brand new mini cooper for twenty one thousand dollars sure you sure, sure, sure. you can you're not going to be able to find one and if you want anything but the most basic options on it you're going to have to spend another five ten fifteen thousand dollars on it so mm-hmm. realistically i think a tesla model three is going to be in the fifty thousand dollar range mm-hmm which which makes sense, but looking at it, going thirty five thousand dollars, I can afford that, right? And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Exactly. You so. know, here is one thing: is that when when they made the announcement about the Model Three, and you you know, we all heard about the crowds of people like clamoring to get this car, and they hadn't even seen it yet. Right. To plunk down all like all I could think about was like iPhone launches, you know, and like what Apple has done and what Steve Jobs did about just creating this like. You have to have this, otherwise you're you're gonna die. Right. Yeah. That's how it was with this. We're like thousands of people like signing what up. Here, fun- take my money. Here, please take my money on a car. I don't even know what the heck it's gonna look like or whether it's gonna work for me. Four hundred thousand so, people plunked down a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like you don't want to call Elon Musk like the you know, is he the Steve Jobs of now? But no. I mean you definitely don't want to put him in that category. But it's that's similar. what I feel like. When I think about Tesla, I think about they built this demand and desire to have this car so bad. It's just like people wanting to buy an iPhone. Well, here's yep. the thing. Here's the thing that, that, that Elon Musk is like Steve Jobs is he's a visionary. And there's yes. been many of them over the years. He may not be equivalent, but he's definitely a visionary and he sees beyond the now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And 
I think we all kind of admire that because we admire that in Steve Jobs and, and what Apple did over the years and over our lifetimes, what we've seen develop and the things we even balked at at the time when the iPod came out. I'm like, what a, what kind of a what a waste of research and development hmm. is that? Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah. Just and you're still little. digging your click wheel to this day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a few of them sitting around here. But, uh, but anyway, anyway. I, I think that's the thing is, you're right, Brian. Many needs to be scared of Tesla, and they need to be as much like them as possible. It's not just many. It's BMW needs to be scared of Tesla because they are definitely jumping and biting into their market share yeah. one car at a time. Yeah. No, well, you're- 400,000 oh. orders for Model 3s, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Crazy crazy they pretty much funded their company for the next 20 years on just that model alone yeah Yeah. and i gotta say here here two things just a just a a comment because i i saw a headline on jalopnik um last week and with all the flooding that's been in houston which is horrible and uh, we hope all of our listeners um in that area okay the the few people i know in the houston area are doing pretty good now me too i don't think anybody got fully flooded out but um anyway to the point the article was there's a half a million cars that yep. are going to be destroyed in this flood in Houston. Mm-hmm. A half a million. And so bad. when you think about that, it's pretty horrible. But on the, on the other end of this, and, and, and this is, everything's tragic and all of that. But the other end of a national disaster, and it's a little ways down the line, it's actually good for the economy. And it's going to be Absolutely. good for the car industry. Yeah, because half of those cars are going to have to be replaced at least. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be a bump somewhere in the industry because there's a half a million cars or you know even half or three-fourths of those are actually going to be replaced sure so physically, but, it, yeah. but, it texas, long, but it is texas but it is texas so 75 percent of them are going to be f-150s anyway exactly, <laughs> exactly but as long as as we don't see any fraudulent stuff come out of there and we don't start seeing cars going into auction that have been water damaged or whatnot oh, and then see that Brian. we start on, seeing now. them in other parts of the country you know, like that always happens after a major hurricane hits is that cars that get water damaged, they end up like filtering their way up into the areas that don't get water damaged. So here's what's saying. For the next year, don't buy a used car. You need to go buy a new Mini. <laughs> exactly. That will protect you from buying a flood damaged, potentially flood damaged car. <laughs> and we want you to buy a new Mini no matter what you think of the current advertising photography you're seeing <laughs> distributed by Mini and Mini USA yeah, on Twitter. We marketing yet. <laughs> Well, we're doing it now. Yeah, was, now, you, now you've changed the subject. See, That's good. See, see what I did there? A little segue change, Brian. You'll just stick with us, man. You'll figure it out. So, good. and I don't know if you guys, you guys, some of you guys follow me on Twitter, and you might have noticed that of late I've been trolling Mini and Mini USA on Twitter just a little um, because of this. The, I'm really tired now of, the, of these ridiculous images that they're using for marketing. I put marketing in quotes. So they've got, and if you look at all the, the electric mini concept photos, you'll notice that they're all Photoshop renders, whatever. And they all have that really, that really warming and glowy uh, Instagram filter look to them. And then the, some of them, they're Photoshopping in people. And the thing with them photoshopping in people is the people that they're photoshopping in. First of all, they're they're looking away from, moving away from, no way associated with the vehicle whatsoever, at all. Um, and then the second thing is they're doing a really bad job. 
this is the one i it just is. posted in the slack channel that's from the motoring file thing and i'll probably make this one the image for this week's show so if you look at it you get two people they're walking happily down the street you know in the middle of the street first of all these people damn hipsters walking in the middle of the street and there's walking by this <laughs> many like it's just this really yeah. ultra rare concept made they're not even checking it out or anything just like ah but you know, it's that uh, the what do they call the the golden hour for for light for photography? They've got the golden hour, extra golden hour filters plugged in, so it's all like warm and glowy. But then you look at the car shadow, and the car shadow is kind of going off at an angle, like which is weird because I don't know where the sun is in this picture. And <laughs> if you actually, and actually, there might be two suns in this picture because there's two sets of shadows actually there's like four sets because the shadows from the trees are like the sun is over off frame but it looks like the oh just don't even get me started so bad db they so shot this at the on during the solar eclipse come on <laughs> and then and then as todd said there's the other one with the, the angry guy who's looking down um walking away he's from, about to get run over walking, no, I'm sorry. the guy who's walking away from the f56 and he's looking down um that guy's got to be like 12 feet tall because the photo's completely out of whack and yeah. uh, which is just ridiculous and then there's the other one that looks like a commercial it looks like an image for a bakery for some kind of hipster bakery what is going on what are they doing over there what is this is this you know, is what on here because he he liked to say that it's the targeting a market of people and that's, and that's what he said in in slack today and i mean i take gabe's word as truth on that because gabe is well, a marketing, he's, a marketing. He's, an art director. he's an art director he's an executive level art director executive level marketing professional that's what gabe bridger does for his living and mm-hmm. and, and i don't know how this can i don't know how this Im, these images speak to anybody I agree. I don't see how that can be. But. It doesn't. And I think I, I think he's got a, an interesting point is that um, car companies and not just many are struggling with this right now of how do we market our brand to a generation of people of I want to say kids, but they're not even kids anymore. Right. How do we target our product to a demographic of people who would rather spend their money on food experience yes. than than clothing or necessities in life right. and i get that i get that and my answer i've been thinking about this all day today because he said that's, this that's exactly what Cape said and it was a really good point it was it's it is a really good point it, it's got to be frustrating for for car companies going how do we market to something that you know we're trying to market our product to a group of people who have no interest in buying it right they would rather go spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of wine then spend $300 a month on a car payment. Right. Okay. Right. That blows their mind. They'd rather go, you know, spend that much money on eating out than, than owning a car. Sure. And I get this. And so I've been thinking about this today and I'm like, I think this is the problem with the industry in general is that many is trying to, they're trying to force it themselves on a, a buying demographic that isn't that has buying. Been, no matter what they do they're not going to get an interest in buying this car right just yeah. give up just give up and target the people who are actually buying this car right instead of offending them right okay target your the people who are enthusiasts the people who are older and have a little bit more money and go this is really a great car i don't right. care what people think right. i'm going to buy it because i like it and it's fun to drive and then I think on the more experiential level, as far as targeting to these people, you've got to just spread the, the love of, of uh, 
you know, let the let the market kind of spread itself like it did in the early, you know, two thousands right. when this car came out. You know, you had a friend that had a mini and you're like, Oh my gosh, what is that? Right. Can I drive? And then they buy it and then three of their friends buy it and two family members. Yeah, and then all and of a sudden just, they're poking around and they're they end up on North American Motoring or they end up on MA or they're right. on they're on YouTube and they're watching all those crazy commercials like the ones from Canada and Europe, you know, where people are having sex in the mini and all that craziness, right? And they're seeing that kind of stuff. Whoa. They get that real viral <laughs> feeling going and it turns into the iPhone, and it's like the thing they gotta have. Right? right? Exactly. But, but here now I'm looking stuff. at these images though. Right and and first of all, this, these images—it's the same image that every that Chevy's doing this really bad right now, right? Chevy's doing this, and somebody else—I and I forget who else—it'll so come to me. Probably was maybe I've seen some Ford stuff, but I'm looking at the one where there's a two hipsters crossing in front of the electric mini, right? One of them's carrying like a, they're walking away from a bakery, and I showed this to somebody without any context at all. It's like, tell me what this picture is trying to sell you, and they thought it was an ad for a bakery. Mm -hmm. Wow! Because this isn't this this isn't an this isn't an image about a car. Which is my point? Is this is an image about people going to a bakery and the car just happens to be there? And all of the and that's my problem with all these images that they're using on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook is these aren't images that are about the car. These are images that are about the people who like the other one that I mentioned at the F fifty six. That guy just looks like he had a bad day. Or like his cat just mm-hmm. died. Or he's really upset because he wasn't able to iron his jeans before he left the house. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't yeah. say to me, check out this car. This car is really cool. This just says to me, this guy's having a really bad day, so he's walking away from a mini. Hopefully a day gets better. You know? And I don't know. I wish I, I knew know. more. And, and mini doesn't share their, the demographics of, of people who buy the cars. Right. But, I mean, I, I got to think and I got to wonder that it's not a large percentage of the younger millennials, if you will. And which is funny because I read a recent article about millennials saying, Oh, everybody says they don't buy cars. Well, now they're getting older, having kids and moving to the suburbs and they are buying cars and they're buying SUVs in mass. Right. You know, because they don't have to worry about gas prices right now. They, if they had, if we had to worry about gas prices, they wouldn't be buying cars like that. So. Yeah. Well, but see, I think there's a there's more of an upwardly mobile end of the spectrum. Yeah. There's the the slightly more wealthy. We can move to the suburbs. We can afford whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, right. You know what it is. In fact, you know, convincing somebody to spend fifty thousand dollars on a car that they drive four hundred miles a month. Right. That's a that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a right. big challenge for me. I, I I'm in that position to go. You know, I would love to have a lot of expensive cars and I could afford them, but I only drive 500 miles a month. Can I really justify that as a good use of my money? Or, you know, should I save for retirement or take a trip or whatever? I, I, I get that conundrum mm-hmm. and I kind of choose the middle ground. I drive something that's fun and I enjoy a mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little more expensive than, than a lot of other cars, but, you know... Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, for for what it is, you got to yeah. find that happy ground. And I think, as far as marketing goes, 
it's a tough nut to crack. It is, but they need to do something that's a little bit more unique. This is what everybody else is doing. Every brand is doing this hipster marketing, this uh, craft, this uh, artisanal um, with Instagram. They need to stop doing that. They need to come up with something that's a little bit more unique, maybe a lot more unique, that focuses more on the cars. And I think people might pay attention, even the people that they're trying to market to who aren't even interested in buying a car. No, I'm sorry, but that video that was posted the other day about the e, about the E and people jump you know jumping into a pool and yeah this and that like like what the hell? what, what the, the hell was that all about yeah. like seriously am I watching Big Brother what was that like, it, it's, it's just like weird <laughs> well and here's yeah. the thing and we've been pounding this drum for going on let's see going on five years now right okay is that we think Mini has abandoned their base and by their base I mean the enthusiasts in the United States who built this company from 2002 to 2013, their right. best sales year ever right. in the U.S., 2013. Mm-hmm. And I think in 2014, many turned their turned their back on the enthusiast community. And I don't mean completely because they still do many takes to states every couple of years. Yep. But on one hand, I think Mini USA has turned their back on their core enthusiasts. Okay, and it has bit them in the ass. Yeah, well, I and think I think by Mini, that I mean I that a lot of people general, were like, I don't like their marketing. What's that? I think Mini has in general, not just Mini USA. I think this starts at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, overall, as a company, yeah, absolutely, right. Yeah. As a company too, because Mini USA doesn't have a lot of power in what the car itself is coming out, and the marketing has been a global campaign for a number of years now too. Right. So, but let me say something that is coming and this is just a teaser is that i think mini usa has realized that i think now pat mckenna's in a different position at mini usa um uh uh our buddy tom selkowski's back right at mini usa and they understand the brand they've been around a long time and something that's coming around the corner Mm -hmm. is trying to build enthusiasm Oh, is um, I remember you talked. You, you gave us just, a little bit of a hint about this, but we, you didn't give us any details. Teased this a while back, and then I think we pulled it from the show because I'm like, I'm not sure it's going to happen. Right. Um, what What is going on is Mini USA is authorizing some uh, full full restorations of R53s, R50s, and R53s. Nice, if you will, to kind of build enthusiasm and trying to get people back. Right. And I think it'll work because I think there's some still good ones out there. And I think it's going to be kind of cool if it's done right. Yeah. I mean, granted, they could still screw things up a little bit. But um, stay tuned for this. Yeah, stay tuned for this. I may be personally involved in one of these projects. That'd be really cool. Uh, We shall see, but I know uh, that I've been authorized to tease that. Oh, well, okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm not... Not not speaking uh, uh, out of school here, but I've been authorized to, uh, say, to tease that. Say yes, that Mini much. USA has officially, from the top down, all right. authorized. But it's kind of it. You know, that's really great, and and all that, and I like that. And there was a company that did that with BMWs back in the day. Uh, I don't know if they were authorized by BMW. So it's nice that Mini's going to actually do like authorized, you know, revamps, not revamps, but you know, uh, uh, restorations of like the older first generation uh, new minis uh, but it's not going to help if the marketing message is still crap 
Yeah, you know? you're right about that, DB. But I because think it's, it's going to speak to like, the enthusiasts. Enthusiasts are going to say, "Oh yeah, R53 is life. I'm going to go buy one of those. Great, perfect." So they sold an R53 to a guy who might have bought an F56, but maybe not. Who knows? Whereas they they sold that one, but they still lost ten other people who look at this ad and they're just like, "Going WTF is that?" Um, yeah, I'm going to go to Volkswagen dealer instead. And you're right. It may be too little too late, but on the same hand, I got to give them kudos for at least taking the baby steps yeah. towards going, you know what? We we had a good thing and we screwed it up. We kind of lost our, our core here. We okay. lost a lot of customers, a lot of repeat customers who'd been long-term customers, and I know them personally. I bet I could name six people off the top of my head who've left the brand yeah. as of 2014, 2015, because they're like... I don't like the car. It's too expensive. It doesn't give me what I want. I can get CarPlay. I can get this. I can get that. Navigation right. standard on this other car, and it's going to cost me $10,000 less. Right. And I've seen people buy everything from, God help them, a Nissan Juke oh. <laughs> Whoa. to uh, GTI. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> me too. A Ford Focus. Subarus. And I'm like, I think it's time to bring these people back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I well, I mean, all we can do is sit back and, and wait. But I just, I just wish that somebody would figure out what they're doing at the marketing, what they're doing wrong, or yeah. anything, and just stop it. Because well, my attitude yeah. uh, is like stop clearly, trying to market to a generation of people who are not going to buy your cars, no matter yeah, how sexy the pictures look. Isn't that like? Isn't that that's? The, the, I mean, that's no better than gambling, really. You might as well just go to Vegas and take your hundred thousand dollar ad budget for Twitter and just, oh, just go, give it to me. I'll, I'll well, no, because you. you're going to turn it into commas. <laughs> just take it to just walk in to the big giant slot machine right there at the very entrance of the casino and just get it no. as a single coin and just play once. And you're going to get your, your odds are actually better on the Vegas slot machine that you're going to get any money out of it than you are with a stupid ad buy with this damn hipster crap that yeah, doesn't even sure. focus on the cars. What What is the old saying? Never try and teach a pig to sing. <laughs> what? You know. And there's our no, show title. I've never right heard there. that before, but that's pretty cool. I don't know what it is. Don't try and teach a pig to sing. It's just going to piss the pig off and i don't know what the saying is I'm, I'm i'm mixing metaphors here but i think what what i'm saying is that many usa is trying to market to a generation of people or at least a, not a generation but a Agreed. demographic of people who have yeah. no interest no. in your car no matter how cool you make it look no matter how cool you make it sound no and because the the it, the, the, the uh, at the at the middle of their iphone front screen there's two apps that is all they need one's for uber and one's for lyft and that's it. Yeah. That's what those and, yeah. and those are the people that they're trying to market to. And it's those people aren't going to buy cars. It's um, Alex, right, it's Alex's sense. generation. You know, it's all the, it's a lot of Alex's friends. And Alex is one of the weird ones out where he's a huge car enthusiast. But a lot of his friends aren't. And they just like everybody he lives around and works with is said he's crazy for owning a car. Like, why do you waste your money on a car? Right. You don't need a car. You live in a city. Right. And I get right. that. And I think that's true. I think that's what we need to be telling many USA is like, come back to the come back to our side of things. Mm-hmm. Let us. <laughs> Let us be part of this again, White Roof Radio, those of us here, enthusiasts, right? and go, we get these people. We still talk to these people. We're, I'm still friends with these people who don't own minis anymore. Right. You know, they're still interested in the brand. We still talk about the brand, and they're interested in what's going on. So you haven't lost them forever. 
right. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that right now. And it, it, this sounds like some evangelical, <laughs> like religious thing. And it kind of is. It kind of is. It kind of is. Like these people stop going to church because you stop preaching the gospel of many. <laughs> Amen. Brother you know? Todd. And I'm like, you know what? I still talk to these people. I'm still friends with them. You haven't lost them forever. And if, if rebuilding R50, R53s and, and putting them on sale is some way of going, we know we screwed up. We're going to change things. Fantastic. Baby steps. Let's keep sure. taking those baby steps. And let's hope that Mini Takes the States next year takes another step in the direction of let's value our enthusiasts because they are our biggest asset as a company. Right. Um, and, and let's go produce some new, you know, great cars, great technology that's going to make people want to buy them. To get people excited again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get people excited and get some enthusiasm going and not just the yawn. Oh yeah. You know, not like these fun. people in any of these images where they, they can't even be bothered to look at the car. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. These, these images are an exact replication of what's going on with Mini right now. It's exactly what's wrong with Mini right now. These people are walking by these cars and they're not paying any attention. Well, and, and can I say it's clearly not working because look at the sales numbers. It's clearly not working. Yeah, clearly. You can't argue with that, can you? No, 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 that, go, no argument at all. We're, we're not, <laughs> we're not rocket science here, gang. We're really not this. We're, we're looking at, we look at the marketing materials that get pushed out and we look at sales. We look at the marketing materials. We look at sales. We look at the car. We look at the marketing materials. We look at sales. Sales are continually down, and they keep yeah. shoving this crap out. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, yeah. let's hope that Mini E get, comes out with some at least interesting tech and yes. some innovation. And some, yes, you know something. Yes, because you know we can decent. all slam on the design of it, but oh, if yeah. the tech it, is there and tech is there, decent range. Yeah, um, and it's and, affordable. Well, affordable. Yeah affordable subjective but let's say it's got a reasonable price you well, know let's say it's not fifty thousand dollars let's say it's not fifty grand yeah, let's, let's say, say let's it come, keep it out of the i3 numbers yeah let's, let's keep it around that 35 40 grand mark you know yeah. like, you want to go buy a used i3 now i think i you think can i saw buy, somebody dude you can buy used i3s cheap 15 yeah. grand i'm not shitting you guys no you're you're absolutely right because there was a first of all last year there was when a, you, a big push from bmw for employee leases like they had tons of them to push out right and, and these and, leases were ridiculous like less than 100 bucks a month wow. you know for an i3 that's the but, old with the with the pre-range that the crappy range that is not upgradable well, then they had some that we they some that they pulled in that had range extenders on them too mm-hmm. yeah. and it was still ridiculously it was still less than 150 a month i mean wow. come on for a lease now all those cars are getting turned in so now you're starting to see a surplus of cars like Boom. Well, not and only they that, you, you want to get right. an electric car even cheaper is go look at a used uh, Nissan Leaf. That's yeah, been I'm a lease return. You're getting one. Three, yeah, but three, you just three, have to keep your vomiting every time oh, you look well, at the thing. Exactly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But, but, here, but, I'm going to go gouge my eyes out first. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. But okay, so but 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 just check it out. You're getting somebody's leased one for three years. They drove it for, let's just say, 20,000 miles. We'll say 30,000 miles because who knows why they drove an electric car that much. They're going off on like autotrader.com for like eight grand. With yes. a, and they're practically new, still have factory warranty. So, still no. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's be done. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, thanks Hopefully, for we solve the problems of the world. And <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't think <laughs> so. one electric car at a time. Yeah. I need another gin, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's why we're shopping because Todd's out of gin. Really quick, I want to <laughs> remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, and that's our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. 
Um, I want you to go over there because they have all the cool custom stuff that you want for your Mini, uh, especially you guys that are still in the first gen, the R50, R53s, or if you're in R56, any, any year of the R56, or any of the variants of the R56, like the Roadster, the Coupe, uh, any of the convertible models, the, the R60 uh, Countryman, go over there, or the R, uh, R55, I'm sorry, the... The country first gen countryman or first gen, first gen uh, clubman go over there because Cream Speed is going to hook you up with some really cool stuff like dipsticks that you can read. Uh, if you have an R53, you're going to get the Craven Speed pulley because that's a kick-ass mod. You need a way to carry your phone in your car without holding it in your hand because you live in one of the states that uh, that makes that illegal or you just have common sense and you just want to be able to see your phone. Craven Speed makes one of the best phone mounts for your Mini. You can actually get totally custom, totally dope. Um, not only that, but there's stuff for other cars. Like if you've got a Miata, for example, or you know somebody has a Miata and they're looking for something to do to the interior, Craven Speed Short Shifter is one of the best I've ever used. And if you've got an R56, you're silly to not get that for your car. If you've got a Miata, you'd be silly to not get it for that car as well because it is super duper awesome. Click over to CravenSpeed.com. Don't forget to use, is if you uh, go to submit your photo into the customer gallery, you get like an automatic 10% discount. It's like a little coupon code they give you right there. Super duper awesome. Save yourself a little bit of coin when you place your order. Plus, you can go over and check out the fine and attractive, good-looking Craven Speed uh, staff. And read little bios on all of them, including our bestest bud and proper brown booze drinker in the whole wide world, Kellen. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Uh, anyway, go over there and check those guys out. If you'd be so kind, and of course, it's CravenSpeed.com. Uh, CravenSpeed.com, you know, Portland, Oregon, just since 2005. Love those guys. Check them out. CravenSpeed.com. Thanks. Boom. All right. We're done. Anything else? Done. Last chance? No. no. Just and just because I saw this on the internet today, if anybody is looking to build uh, what has to be the most kick-ass epic Lego version of the Millennium Falcon, oh my god! Did you see that seventy-five hundred pieces? Seventy-five hundred piece Lego kit, eight hundred dollars. Dude, I'm not done building my my <laughs> mini Lego thing, and I've had that freaking thing for almost four years <laughs> you're not talking about the one we got from many takes the states for took, free that should take you like no, no, four minutes. I've got, i got six of, <laughs> i got six of those built around the house i'm talking okay, about the, the big one the oh. big one that's like oh the big one yeah. yeah yeah the big one so nice, nice. anyway i just saw that today <laughs> and I, uh, our friend agro shared that on facebook and i thought that was just that's pretty awesome yeah it's it uh it's awesome. it's about 10 cents a lego by the way i did the math on that it's about a, it's actually i think it was like 11 cents a lego so yeah that's an that's an expensive kit it's a lot of pieces Legos aren't cheap, my friend. Dude, Legos are not cheap. It's actually not Legos, it's Lego. But yeah, Lego, not cheap. But it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's the brick of tomorrow today. That works for Lego because, well, Legos for a successful company now. There's a, oh, I, I could, we need, you know what we need? We need to do Shuttlecast. And anyway, we're not going to do that tonight. We need a Bruce Nelson on here. He's a huge Lego fan. Huge man. Lego fan. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's go ahead and be done. We're going to wrap this sucker up. I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoyed your uh, laborious day. Uh, if you're in the Houston or South Texas or Louisiana area, we honestly hope that you guys are fine and we're able to uh, stay out of the way of the tides, Harvey's tides, because, you know, that just, it was crazy. It's yeah, crazy, was crazy great. stuff. Um, more rain in like three days in Houston than Seattle has had all year. Yep. 
insanity nuts. just absolute nuts anyway we hope you guys are taking care of yourself and um thanks you for you know taking time out to download the podcast and listen because that's super amazingly awesome also super amazing awesome those of you who have clicked over and checked out ride bikes radio that's the bicycle show that brian and i do um fairly often uh, we talk about bicycles and we talk about riding bicycles and we talk about bicycle related stuff a lot of community bicycling things um if you are looking for a show about pod, about bicycles, go over and check out Ride Bikes Radio, ridebikesradio.com, um, available wherever you're listening to White Roof Radio now, unless you're on YouTube. Boom. Done and done. Uh, Boom. But, but thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, this is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, you can go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. Bye, everybody.